GungaCast episode 16, January 6th, 2009. Hello everybody and welcome back to the GungaCast. Long time no see. We are uh, continuing our greatness with the Susan Sarandon Slaughterhouse Movie Hour. This is Greg Maloney from Lake Orion, Michigan. Hey everyone, this is Jim Maloney from Rochester Hills, Michigan. And Jeff Hendrickson, back in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, as uh, our listeners may not know, Jeff was uh, Jeff wasn't born and raised in Philadelphia. He used to live in Michigan. Is that not true, Jeff? That is true, Greg. <laughs> we uh, we actually got together, had some uh, holiday spirits with uh, a lot of the other friends, like most of our uh, listeners. <laughs> we actually got to uh, do an episode. We did our uh, special episode, the Richard Dawson's Game Show to the Death movie hour. Uh, the Sunday before Christmas, I think it was, and I know everyone's dying to get a hold of it, dying to get a hold of it, um, but there's been some problems. There's a good a good thing and a bad thing about this. Is uh, The bad thing is you guys don't get to hear Jeff's voice soon. Uh, the good news <laughs> is terrible. you guys are going to get two episodes today, which will be Wednesday. Um, we're going to be releasing the Christmas episode and this episode on Wednesday, and the problem was... The reason that we've had the big delay and you've missed us for two and a half weeks now, I think it is, is because my computer blew up and my uh, headset, actually my headset blew up and it sucked and the microphone wasn't working and I couldn't do the, the voiceovers and all that cool special effect stuff we do that makes this podcast the best one ever. <laughs> and uh, we, don't, we don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't get it. Um, but, yeah, I was thinking about releasing the rough edit and I figured I'd just, um, I ordered a new headset, everything's working. We're hunky-dory, and we're back in business, ready to go. And, uh, yeah, so, and James was there, too. James, uh, did you have a uh, great holiday? Uh, yeah, I must admit, though, I'm not one of the ones looking forward to the Christmas episode. I'm a little worried about how well I did, so we'll, we'll see once the finished finish product's up there. Well, I think you did a great job. Jim, I, I, I've listened to it. And knowing that the worse you did, the better it's going to turn out. So that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another thanks to everybody that showed up, too. We had uh, 10 people playing yeah, 10 at the same total. time. Yeah, which was huge. That's not even including and, uh, Jim, who's uh, you know, trying his best to screw up the... Uh, yeah, we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of technical issues getting everybody on and everybody's mic set, and we had to do a lot of editing of it. So it, it'll be ready yeah, for you guys. Little did I know, I had to plug in the laptop. That's crazy talk. <laughs> yeah, that was that was awesome. I remember that part. Yeah. Genius. I had a lot of fun. That uh, was a really good time. Hey, a, a sincere thanks to Jim for uh, for putting that all together for us. The first Thank thing God for the interwebs. <laughs> yeah, the first the first thing I wanted to do. Uh, to bring up that I'm really pumped about is I finally I joined the millions of people or whatever it is on their advertisements and I'm uh, I'm on Netflix now and I know you guys have been on it for a while. Yeah, welcome was, to our world. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, welcome to the '90s, Greg. Yeah, my the the parents got a, a Blu-ray player and I was setting it up on there because apparently the Blu-ray player does the auto streaming to the Blu-ray so you don't have to have like a special video out from your computer to go to your right, right. TV if you want. Yeah, it's I'm interested to see how that works out. You have to let me know. Uh, yeah, it's it's a giant. It's a giant problem right now due to the modem, we believe. Rogie and I are working on that. But uh, the interesting thing is, uh, the, well, the streaming thing is awesome. It's amazing. And I was supposed to get the free trial, but thanks to you, James, that used to live here, we couldn't get one because you used to be <laughs> living here with an, with an account. So it's like, oh, you, you already had an account. You can't get a free trial. And you can't change because, your name or something? Well, then my name's changed. It just recognizes it by address, I think, because all of them are going to be unique addresses. So if you guys move and somebody else moves in, they're screwed. Yeah, pretty much. That's, That's what it funny. seems like. Yeah. 
I, uh, maybe it's because my last name is the same too. I thought I'd put like GG, so it didn't even matter. But anyhow, uh, the Netflix stuff, like the streaming's awesome. Uh, we haven't had the streaming set up on the Blu-ray player yet because some DSL issues, but I've played around with it on my computer and it's really cool. People bitch about it a lot because supposedly only like one percent or less of the content is streamable direct and <laughs> only one percent of I had the movies one... that are out there in the earth are watchable anyway. So yeah. Like it's... yeah. <laughs> It's uh yeah I ended up and everyone talked about the quality being crappy sometimes I did watch one thing that the the audio lagged out if you had the same problem Jeff I know you watch a lot um, of streaming very stuff. rarely and I don't think it's their problem I think it's probably my problem when it happens so, so oh, your nice. audio lags out you said yeah well yeah so it ends up just pretty much becoming a delayed audio so it looks and, like everything's and like dumb the whole like pause it started up again uh-huh. doesn't fix it no oh, no, no. See, I, have, I haven't seen that then yeah. I haven't seen any of that. I, I've watched some episodes of Weeds online through there, and it didn't lag. It just would stop and do some buffering a little bit and then okay. start playing again. Weird. Weird. Anyhow, I'm, I'm pumped. I, uh, I've only got the one DVD uh, at a time, but I think that'll suffice for now. That's what I and do. I, I, I watch a ton because I've got my computer connected up to my... Uh my flat panel television, and it's pretty sweet. I watch a ton of the, uh, the you know, on-demand stuff or whatever, you know, like the View Now stuff. The instant, yeah. yeah it's pretty awesome. I'm actually a three-movie person. I have yeah. one permanently reserved for the uh, a list of viewer top 250 that uh, me and a couple buddies watch. And yeah, actually, just you should kinda... explain that to our listeners. They don't know what kind of uh, epic uh, adventure you're on right now. Um, back in, God, I don't even know what year it is. Uh, a long time ago. Yeah, oh, I actually, you guys I got started the this in 2000. 2003, June of. We went on wow. IMDb, looked at the list of the top 250 movies rated by the users, and basically the three of us just found all the movies that all three of us haven't seen, and then we're sitting down and watching them one by one. Needless to say, we're still a little behind and going slowly, but uh, we're definitely more than halfway through now. How big was the original of... list after you crossed out the ones that you have all seen? Um, maybe like half. A yeah, quarter it, of what it used was to be? a decent chunk. Gotcha. Pretty crazy. Yeah, probably crazy. like a little over a hundred, maybe hundred twenty-ish. So anyhow, we had a lot to do. I will. Uh, my my Netflix stuff. Maybe at some point we should put uh, our Netflix picks and stuff on the on the site. Tell everybody what we're what we're looking at and watching to keep them. You know, since we know more about movies than everybody else. You know, yeah. That kind of thing. That's, exactly. Well, that, that's one of the cool <laughs> things about Netflix. You can uh, like you can have like friends and see what they've seen. Yeah, and see what they've share, share ratings. Should, yeah, we should all anybody who wants one of our ratings uh, put put the uh, you know just ask us and we'll, uh, we'll ask us on the site and we'll, we'll uh, friend you on Netflix. So you can see how. Awesome, our movie taste really is. How <laughs> awesome our movie taste! I'm actually oh, yeah. only doing that with one person right now, so I should hook up with you, Jeff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. One other, uh, the other thing we actually, I don't know, it's not a first, but uh, we actually all met up and got to see a movie all together. Was uh, we went, we had to make a choice. It wasn't, you know, I wasn't very pumped about it, but we went and saw Benjamin Button over, I think, after Christmas at some point. Uh, Jeff, James, myself, all made it. Uh, we also went with some other friends. And it wasn't wasn't too bad. My my uh, my initial general reaction was it's exactly what I expected. Yeah, I actually thought it was uh, pretty much what I expected too. But I think I had a better opinion of it than you two. I I really liked the movie. I didn't think it was awesome or anything, but it did exactly what I needed it to do. It just took me someplace else for a while. I didn't think about anything else. I was enraptured in the movie. 
Um, one of the things that I thought was really funny was I picked up on a lot of things that reminded me a lot of Forrest Gump. Oh, then, it was Forrest Gump. And then yeah. afterwards, Jeff was the one that told me, he's like, yeah, it was written by the exact same guy. So I'm like, oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the same writer, right? Yeah, yeah. same yeah. screenwriter, yeah. I think he actually yeah. wrote the, like, the story. Uh, no, actually, this one was based on a book, but it was the same screenwriter uh, that did Forrest Gump. Well, isn't Forrest Gump based on a book, too? Was it? That, or is so- it? that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. So I th- th- thought that was weird that both of the movies ended up having a lot of recurring themes in it, you know? I mean, there yeah, was a, I th- a ton that of similarities in there. And it didn't bother me, so I guess, I guess it wasn't that big of a deal, but maybe it bothered you guys more. Uh, I don't know. Like the, fir- the first thing I want to say, I think Kate Blanchett did a good job. I think, I really do think, I don't know how the book was written, but when you had, uh, uh, Jesus, I've already, I've already forgotten, not Eric Roth, the writer, but... Uh, David Fincher? Yeah, when you have Fincher, like, Fincher... The movie, like, I don't know if this was his fault or Eric Roth, the screen, the screenwriter, but I think Jeff, you brought this point up about how scatterbrained it was. Yeah, it really, it seemed how like they. Well, okay, so you know the guy. Everyone going in knows that the guy ages backwards, Correct. and so you know it's going to be a bit, pretty big tragedy. And I sort of just expected it to be sort of like a life cycle, life story you can walk away with, and it ended up being just you know, not only the love story tragedy between. Uh, Benjamin Button and Kate Blanchett's character Daisy, I think it was, and not only that, you have okay, there's fate. You have the beginning scene, which is awesome. Yeah, that was I don't, really I really cool. don't. Yeah, I don't really know the the lesson behind that. I think that's supposed to give you just the the majestic feel of the Benjamin Button Set story to begin with. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm going off on a rant here. Jeff, step in and help me out. Uh, you know, like Greg said, my 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 immediate thought about this movie was that they really, really try to take on too much. You know, you've got you've got an hour or a movie that's two and a half hours long, and you're trying to take on like every major theme out there. You know, you got like family, uh, death and dying, aging, love. And you can you can only attack so much, I think. And this movie kind of tried to try to take it all on. I didn't have any problem with the acting. Uh, I wasn't really that big of a fan of the story. I really expected a lot more out of it. I thought it was kind of a cool idea, and it really fell short of my expectations, especially with uh, David Fincher directing it. So. Um, that's that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, the other thing, the other Force Gump feel thing is that they do sort of just place Benjamin Button. You know, every ten minutes, there's some historic event that Benjamin Button's at. Right, you know what yeah. I mean? That's that's what the big Forrest Gump thing is. Oh, there's it's, a ton of them though. It's just like you know, guy with some sort of affliction kind of goes through life. There's yeah, a, yeah. A female character in there that he doesn't really connect with until later in his life that he's yeah. still pining over. He has a kid. He's worried about you know he'll have the same affliction. Um, they're instead of the floating feather, they have you know hummingbird that floats around. Yeah, in pieces. yeah. The hummingbird um, is even totally the, meaningless too. Along with the uh, yeah, exactly. with the hurricane theme, like at the end, I'm gonna huge spoiler. Uh, in case you guys don't know, we swear and we spoil movies. Uh, huge spoiler. The, the entire time, like it's got like this big fish feel where like the mom, like this this chick is at her mom's deathbed and the mom's telling this story and there's this hurricane going on outside and then at the end you find out it's Hurricane Katrina and it really doesn't mean anything at all and I really thought. That was kind of frustrating. Yeah, and then there's oh. a, a you know a captain character and you know Captain Mike or Lieutenant Dan. So he's got yeah, you know, yeah, this really little boating point. expedition. I didn't um, think about that. And the one that really really nailed it home, and it was a very small scene, but when Daisy and Benjamin Button are talking in like a diner, and she 
all of a sudden just kind of announces, I have to go pee, and then gets up and leaves. I immediately thought of the part where Forrest Gump tells that to President Johnson, I believe it was. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I believe the boy had to go pee. So right there, I was just like, okay, yeah, this is exactly like Forrest Gump, which, like I said, didn't really bother me. I kind of, I don't know, I kind of had the feeling that the movie was going to be that way before going in, so I don't know if that helped my reaction or not, but yeah, I, I liked it. Anyhow, we should we should probably cast it as, cast it aside for now. Benjamin Button, I, I I wouldn't recommend it. James, you're putting your your seal approval. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, it, you know, it's I mixed say, reviews. Mixed you know, reviews. I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm just saying I was disappointed. Yeah. I expe- I expected a, a a good moving movie, and I got oh yeah, a less good Forrest Gump without the soundtrack. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> felt like a short story. To me. Oh man, I like the soundtrack comment. I don't remember the soundtrack. So, um, anyhow, we have a lot to cover still. So, Benjamin Button uh, sounds sounds. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say don't avoid seeing it. If someone's going out to catch it, maybe you should tag along. But be warned. It's probably better be than Valkyrie. <clears throat> yeah, probably. So, uh, the big thing we want to discuss, since we are on the edge of uh, news and reviews of of what's happening around the world, we 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 discovered a list which actually was released back in June, I think it was, but we want to discuss it because it's a fun list. It was the America's top, or sorry, FI's top ten greatest films in ten classic genres. You guys may have uh, seen this list already. We'll put it in the movie note, or in the, the episode notes, so you can find it. It's actually a pretty interesting list. AFI went, took ten genres that are sort of a stretch, and uh, pretty much picked the ten best movies of those genres. Uh, we'll go through the genres one by one. I won't, won't be naming them off here, but we sort of wanted to go through them, let, let you know what we thought. Uh, a lot of them are pretty interesting, uh, and I guess we can just start with uh, the first genre, and the first one to go with is animation. Would, uh, so what were your, we have all gone th- through this, most of it. Uh, Jeff, what were your thoughts about this one? You know, the, just the whole... All these lists that AFI puts together, they're just chock full of, like... They, they, they kind of give a lot of uh, lip service to really old movies that aren't as good, I don't think, anyway, as some of the new movies. Sometimes watching these old movies is kind of like watching somebody do Long Division by hand when there's a calculator right in front of you. Like, it, you, like it, <laughs> I love that analogy. It, 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 I mean, like, you know, it's, I understand. It's like learning about foil after <laughs> doing it in all the hard way. Right, yeah. I mean, I just, <laughs> I don't, like... Yeah, I don't get as big a kick out of out of a lot of old movies, and maybe that's just me. But that's that's the list in general. Now, to to narrow it down to the animation, uh, Finding Nemo and Shrek are good. Lion King's good. I've got a soft spot in my heart for Bambi and Pinocchio. Snow White don't really care that much. Um, Fantasia, <laughs> that's about all I. Have to say. <laughs> yeah, everything. I, I definitely think Bambi should be on that list. In fact, I was thinking it might be the number one out of the ones that are in there. I'm not a big fan of Shrek, though. I could drop that. Well, let's go. Let's go back to Jeff's first comment. So we have, you know, everything on here is Disney. Some of it's some of it's Pixar, which obviously it's is Disney. Disney. But I think Shrek um, is the the other. But I'm just one saying, like, Shrek's we have our, like the only one not. Yeah, Shrek's category. the only one not. Um, which but, is funny since I singled that out as the one I didn't like. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't. I'm not a big animator, so I don't remember what it's called. But the the different animation between your computer generated Pixar stuff versus the I forget the 2D artistic. Um, I forget what that, it's that called. Works. But we know what you're talking about. Yeah, so hand drawn the computer. That's so that's that's us. the question. Like, are they giving a lot of props to you know? It was a lot harder to do this work in the day, or is it just this is the great film, great story? Great they lesson. definitely give 
importance to historical significance and cultural impact. I'm kind of looking at the, the criteria yeah. right now. Yeah. And they actually list the criteria because I'm looking at a sample ballot. Like, should we... That gets some uh, play, popularity over time. They kind of take into consideration major award winner, critical recognition, okay. that sort of stuff. Gotcha. So that, that But yeah, explain. they do kind of play up to a lot of the older ones, which is unnecessary in my mind, too. Well, when so one of those one of the criteria thought was like award winning and you know uh, critic acclaimed kind of stuff like that's you know our Shrek and you know I I know the Pixar stuff dominated how much how many like awards did Shrek win like, well was it just, they didn't used to have that animation award until yeah, yeah. not too long ago anyway so yeah that's I don't know point. if Shrek won anything but I so I thought one that was really uh, missing though was for it. I could be totally off on that but. For voice talent? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're off. <laughs> I think you're wrong, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know that anyone's ever been nominated for voice talent. Because I know What's-Her-Face got a lot of um, a lot of comments for Finding Nemo, Ellen oh, DeGeneres. Ellen. Yeah, yeah. And I, for some reason I thought they were saying that would be the first time if she ever if she did get nominated. Yeah, for I'm going to trust you on this one because I, I have no idea. I'm talking out of my ass. So anyhow, what were you saying, James? I was just going to say, the one I thought should be in there that wasn't was Little Mermaid, only because that kind of seemed to reboot the genre altogether. It seemed like there was a major lull for a long time in that genre, and that one and did such Little a good Mermaid job. Little Mermaid came along, and then Aladdin was right after that. I'm kind of surprised Aladdin is yeah. not up here, and then Lion King followed Aladdin, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. If I remember my childhood correctly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do you so you think uh, the number we'll discuss the number one Snow White and the Seven Dwarves? Do you think that's uh, deserved? Whatever, it's it's respectable, <laughs> but I don't think it should be number one. I, uh, I like I like Bambi what? better out of the classics. What? You know which one was always my favorite of like these old old classics, and it doesn't get we, a lot we don't of action. Care, Jeff. Sword in the Stone, man. Sword in the Stone. That's was a goodie. Sweet. I always was a Jungle Book fan. Ah, that was a good one too. Another All one right. that's kind of under the radar is Secret of Nim. That was always a good one. Yeah, that is way on. Oh, I don't know. It's a cult for sure. I wouldn't say it's way another radar. It made the ballot. Yeah. Um, anyhow, next topic. Next topic. Gonna have to keep it moving along. But animation, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs made number one. You guys, uh, we'll put the list up so you guys can comment about which ones were missing if you want in the episode forum. Uh, next topic is romantic comedies. Number one, City Lights. Uh, Chaplin Chuck film. Chaplin. Yeah. Anyone seen this movie? Anyone I have movie? actually. It was part of that list that I was watching. It was all right. I'm not a huge silent film person, so I guess I lose a little bit there. But yeah, I think this is an example of playing up to the old school. Does it? My, my favorite on the list is easily when Harry met Sally. Harold yeah, Maude another... is number nine, and I'm not sure if that's a romantic comedy, but I absolutely love that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. One I thought was definitely missing though is the apartment. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Apartment. Actually. Yeah, Jack Lemon, Shirley MacLaine. It's actually really good. It holds up well even in today's standards as far as uh, you know, just movie qualities. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, I, the only <laughs> I hate to say it, but the only movie I've seen on this on the romantic comedy list is The Sleepless in Seattle, which I don't. Even though I haven't seen all these other movies, I got a feeling Sleepless in Seattle doesn't deserve to be up there. I, maybe uh, was it as epic as AFI is saying? Like. Um, I don't know. 
this isn't really our genre as far as yeah. favorite, so I, I think it's going to be hard for us to... Like five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm kind of surprised well, you haven't seen I... Harry Met Sally, Greg. Yeah, That's I know. It's, it was actually... Flick. That is a good flick. I think it's just because I know of the moaning part, and after that, it's just like, okay, it must be pretty cheesy, but apparently that's... A little bit of trivia. The woman who mentions right after the moaning part, I'll have what she's having, Rob Reiner's mom. I believe it. I knew that. (laughs) I knew that. All right. Apparently everyone needs to see City Lights, because AFI says it's the number one romantic comedy. Go. Eh. So, top ten westerns. Next one. We need our brother-in-law for this. So, that was number seven. I've seen about half the ones on the list. I think that's the only one I've seen is Bush Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I think I'm go- ready to go out and rent Cat Baloo, though, uh, starring Jane Fonda as a young woman returning to her Wyoming town who finds her father murdered because he refused to sell his ranch. Cat Baloo. Yeah, I have, I have not seen that one. Out of the list, Unforgiven's my favorite. Yeah, I've which... seen The Searchers, I've seen High Noon... See the Wild Bunch, Butch Cassidy. And the Searchers is number one, yeah? And it's, yeah, uh, John Wayne. John Wayne, yeah. Yeah, they go and hunt down a woman that was taken from by, uh, like, Apache Indians or something. And then she ends up becoming one of them, basically, because it takes them so long. I've actually seen the one that I, River, number five. I don't remember a whole lot about it, aside from I don't like westerns. So. Interesting, interesting. Well, my favorite western is Tombstone. It's not on there, but... Uh, that doesn't surprise me. But the one that I thought should be on there that I really like, kind of an older one, too, so I was kind of surprised, was Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah. The, I really um, like that one. Yeah, I'm sort of shocked that's not on there either. Like, I uh, I thought that was sort of a huge, critically acclaimed movie. And it is, it's, <laughs> I don't know, is there, like, you know, what barely missed it list? Because I, I can't there's, find it. But. There's a nomination list. Okay, gotcha. And actually, I don't remember seeing it on the nomination on the ballot. There's probably about... I don't know, 30 per category nominated. So, sports is the next one. Sports? Sports. 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 Raging Bull wins number one on this, which, okay, fine. I've got no problem with Raging Bull, I guess. Haven't seen it. Haven't I've seen, seen it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's not. A, it's, it's certainly not a bad movie. I like Feel the Dreams a lot better than I okay. like Raging Bull. And Feel the Dreams isn't even on here. So. All right, hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. So before before you go through these, what sports do you like? What movie? What's movie topic? Sports topic? Would you prefer movies about? Like, is it boxing your number one? Is it baseball? Is it? Does it matter? Like, is it just the conflict between the characters, or is it the sport that matters? Like, it seems like boxing gets a lot more props on here than. Well, yeah, the number one and two are definitely. I mean, number yeah. two is Rocky, and is there another boxing one? I think they'll uh, be doing you know, just number one and two, but I guess that is pretty. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Got a few baseball Actually, Rocky's movies. my favorite on the on the list as far as sports movies. Um, I really love Bull Durham. List, so I think you forgot to yeah. say Caddyshack. Well, see, the problem with that is I don't consider it much of a sports movie. Yeah, I consider it more of yeah, a comedy. Yeah, Caddyshack and The Hustler are both on here. Neither one of them is really yeah. much of a sports movie. Yeah. yeah, as far as if I was doing just the category, I'd have to go with Rocky. But, yeah, I love Bull Durham. I love Caddyshack. The Jerry Maguire the- I have a little bit of issue with. but Yeah, it's, I wonder who's filing these under subjects. Yeah. Like, okay, sports movie. Jerry one Maguire. I was surprised that didn't make it. Actually, a couple more that I was surprised were on there, and a couple more boxing movies were Million Dollar Baby and uh, Cinderella Man. Oh, they're both, both new. I thought were. Thing, so. Yeah, they're both new. And they both. Exactly. I don't know about Million Dollar Baby. I know Cinderella Man was number one best movie, didn't it? 
Cinderella? Uh, no, it did not. In fact, it, I don't even think it got nominated. Really? Yeah, it was like a big surprise to everyone because it. I think it released so early in the year that it pretty much got. Am I thinking about. like Best Actor or something? Like I know she won Best Actress for. Uh, oh, you're talking about Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby. Oh, I thought you were talking about Cinderella. Man. No, sorry. I was. I was. <laughs> sorry. But, but yeah, I, Million I Dollar Baby. Up. I don't remember if it won Best Movie or not. Okay. She won. I'm pretty sure. There's yeah, a. Yeah, in fact, I know she did. I'm trying to figure out why Rad is not on this list. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> maybe it's under. Maybe it's under drama. I don't know. Uh, there's a Breaking Away movie. Is this about just sports cycling? I've Kevin never Costner. seen this before. Kevin Costner in Breaking Away. Mr. Sport Movie himself. Yeah, no joke. Does he do Tin anything cup. else? <laughs> Old Durham. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't think football movies make good sports movies just because the situation, it's hard to have characters, you know, talking to each other and stuff. That's where I think the slow pace of baseball comes in really well for them is. A lot of talking in between pitches, or you know, bullshitting on the mound, or whatever. Like in major Remember the t- or rookie of the year. <laughs> Bull Durham has a lot of that. Yeah, I, 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 I think the reason back to my point earlier, where boxing makes it, you know, number one, number two, is there's just so much self conflict in the boxing ring. Like that's, it just makes for a great, you know, movie yeah, drama kind of thing. It definitely really puts the Davy versus Goliath on, yeah, like its best screen. Wait a second, Breaking Away made the list? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought you were mentioning stuff. No, oh, it's wow. on there. It's on there. <laughs> that's bad. Right under, ca- right under Caddyshack. Right under Caddyshack. So, oh, man. Next topic. Wow. Next topic. Number five, or fifth topic anyways. Mystery movies. Mystery movies. What do you want to start with, James? Um, My favorite, Rear Window. I love that movie. I like it a lot better than Vertigo and Chinatown. Um... Usual Suspects, I'm happy to see it on there. Um, yeah, number 10, sneaks in at the very end there. Yeah. A couple that I kind of liked that I thought should have been on there, Memento. Interesting. Um, I don't, Jeff, you hated that movie, right? Or was that Josh? Did you like Did you, Memento, Jeff? Oh, yeah, I like Memento. Okay, I'm not nuts gotcha. about it. but I, 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 I think Josh it. Josh hates it. He shits all over it every time. Uh, <laughs> seven kind of fits in that category. Um, one thing I noticed, I was looking at the nominated movies on yeah. the ballot. Of all things, Big Lebowski was in this category. Nice. I no, no way. way. <laughs> I mean, was great. it really a mystery? Was there anything to figure out? Right. I guess this was. This should, if that was in the sports category, it would have been like number five, man. Yeah, they have a romantic <laughs> comedy category, but no just ca- comedy category. Yeah, so I guess no, just that's like straight why, up why comedy. These are sort of like sparse. Um, Number one, Vertigo. Uh, I haven't seen. What do you guys? You guys think it's an earned spot? Have any of you guys seen it? I, I respect the choice, but yeah. I disagree. Yeah, I don't even think. Gotcha. I, I think I like Rear Window better as far as a, uh, a yeah, Hitchcock me movie. Too. Like, just put it up there. But have we confirmed or denied that Disturbia is the new Rear Window? I'm pretty I'm, sure. I'm that's not going to be the one to watch. I'll tell you that much. Right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to find out if it's true. I, I have seen oh, uh, Chinatown. I like Chinatown. I've seen Blue Velvet. I'm probably the only one that's seen Blue Velvet. That's a weird movie. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen most of it. Chinatown always makes me laugh because at the very end, after all this weird shit has happened, the one guy's explanation is like, "Eh, it's, it's Chinatown." Chinatown. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> we have. How many Hitchcock movies made it here? Two, three. You got North um, by the Rear Window. Bottom got, there, uh, the oh, yep. Is that one for murder? Is, is that? I feel like that might be a Hitchcock. I, too. I not well it's, versed. It's it Hitchcock. Is yeah, another it's Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Is Laura his? He's dominating this. He's dominating. Is it. Laura his or no? I have no idea. Clicking on it. Nope. It's seems kind of early for him. Otto Preminger. Preminger. Uh, ah, my favorite. 
Yeah. All right, so oh. the next one is fantasy. I didn't even bother looking at this one. Oh, fantasy, the best. Fantasy, yeah. Well, Field of Dreams topic. made it sweet. I was, I was busy bitching about that not being on the uh, sports one, and that's pretty cool. So a lot of them were uh, nominated for two different categories. Um, oh, you this, could be. Yeah. This one, it just seems like there's so many possibilities for this one. I was surprised a lot of the stuff didn't make it that could have. Like Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. That for was nominated. That Dark was one of the Are you serious? Yes. Oh, wow. Dark Crystal could have been on there. Princess Bride could have been on there. Princess Bride should. Even Clash of the Titans, Beetlejuice, the Harry Potters. But the one I really thought should have been on there that wasn't was Willy Wonka. Ooh. I, I, don't, know, I don't know if Willy that was Wonka fantasy enough. enough for these people. Like, they have... Although they do have, it's a wonderful life Brown on here. Thirty Fourth Street. Fantasy, like that could happen. Yeah, some of these. I don't know what the heck the Thief of Baghdad is. Oh, we could drop yeah. that, as far as I'm concerned. Never even heard of it. Screw yeah. it. Can't so, be any good. Number one spot. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it. It must suck. Number one spot. <laughs> Wizard of Oz. This is probably That's, one Jeff hates because it's an. It's probably getting a big nod because it's old and it's. You know, uh, I've got no more problem a with Wizard then. of Oz, but number yeah, one, I, come on, seriously? I could see it, to tell you the truth. <clears throat> Only because it's got sentimental value. Like, that's, I don't know, one of the early movies in my life, you know, so I can, I don't know. It, it gets a little bit more leeway for me. And are we surprised to see Lord of the Rings, the first uh, Fellowship of the Ring on there, number two? I'm kind that's, of surprised. I think that's a, big, that's a big surprise for me. That's a big surprise for you? Why is yeah, that? I just don't think, like, it's that big? Number two? Really? Like, it's, so it grossed a lot I, of money, right? I it's, think it was pretty damn well liked, so yeah, I would put it up there. Of course, I like the second one better, but I can understand why the first one made it, not the second one. I think my my number one disagreement about about that spot is, it just seems, maybe it's just a, if I were judging this, one of the qualifications I, was, I would put is, how original the screenplay was, or how good of a interpretation from the book to the screenplay. Like they didn't have to do anything for this movie. Like it's, it just seems like oh, okay, this this book pretty much made itself into a movie. It's I don't know, too easy. Know. It's kind of unfair Jackson though. Jackson is a slob that directs poorly. <laughs> oh. All right. Anyhow, <laughs> moving on. I don't think anyone mentioned that big was number ten. Big made the list. Yeah, Thank you. yeah that big. was kind of cool. Yeah, big. Sci-fi. Next topic. Number one, 2001 Space Odyssey, Jim's, Jim's favorite, favorite movie. movie. Ready, I Jim, go. Hate it. <laughs> um, although I do hate the movie, I can understand why it would make the top ten, because it seems like a lot of other people do. Although it's I'm, a obviously, high- I'm obviously going to vote for the Star Wars movie. But yeah, which is number two. It's stuck yeah. ahead of your number two. Yeah, you- and I would have picked Empire over Star Wars, but whatever. So do you have the list of the votes? Like, do you know how much number one No, number I two? don't. I just okay. have the ballot. Okay, all right. Gotcha. That's that's awesome. Well, yeah. I'm not sure if that's awesome. I just think that's funny. So, have you guys Space. seen Clockwork Orange? Yeah, yeah, tons of times. Is that Great. really fit in this category? Kind of. Uh, it's sort it of like the brainwash the conditioning yeah. is the is the sci-fi kind of thing part of it. Okay. Well, you know, it's, so it just it's seemed like it was like something the in the future, future a little bit. That's always a sci-fi. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Right. I just didn't know if there was anything like machine-like or anything that would kind of put it in that same category. It, it's it's. Everything on here seems to be pretty well. I don't know. Inva- I don't know what Invasion of the Body Snatchers is, but everything here—that's the only one I haven't seen. Seems pretty. Clockwork. Yeah, seems pretty sci-fi. Yeah, I've actually seen all of these except for Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's weird. Yeah, a couple oh, that I think should be on there. The original War of the Worlds, I thought it should be on there. 
That was a good one. I'm surprised. Yeah, um, I'm really. That is a good point. Like, talk about something classic that's been redone over and yeah, over, and, and societal that impact. Culture, yeah. yeah. Um, the Matrix. I thought the first Matrix was awesome. I thought it should be on there. And Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I'm kind one of my surprised favorite movies. Close Encounters isn't on there. That's a good point. Or um, Jurassic Park. The one thing I do respect about this list is I talk about adding stuff, but taking stuff off this list is rough. There's some really good movies yeah. on here. We have E.T., Episode Episode 4, Star Wars, Clockwork, Blade Runner made it, which is a great movie. Alien, obviously. One thing I want to discuss, Terminator 2 makes it there. Why not 1? Why 2? I think overall 2 is just a better quality flick. They just wanted they just wanted Arnie to be a good guy. They couldn't handle Arnie being the bad guy in one. That's the problem. Well, one is <laughs> for all AFI. intents and purposes a B movie too. Yeah, what's that? Terminator One is definitely a B movie. You're absolutely right about yeah, that. Yeah, it's in quality. Yeah. So you I guys, think that you guys, words hurt, guys, and saying Terminator One's a B movie. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. I'm not grading it a B movie. I'm just saying. To his California governor's mansion and stuff. And yeah. words don't I hurt. I mean. <laughs> The soundtrack was and that was it. That's what it was. The Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Yeah, you don't see that on this list either, do we? Oh man! And I heard with the Star Wars, they were considering having that same kind of soundtrack to it, and they had to like go with one or the other, and they decided to go with like the classic and the more, I guess, temporary isn't the the word to describe the music they use, but they didn't use the cool uh, synthesizer music. They didn't go for techno, they, they, they went, went for they classical. Went for Isn't that awesome the same John Williams scores instead? Terminator yeah. 2 was the same same thing as 1, though, wasn't it? Like, they had the, the theme music, no, it and like, then it wasn't theme music, it was... I'm talking about Terminator, not John Williams. Yeah, I don't remember Terminator 2 being played on a Casio keyboard, so... All right, fine. We'll look into that. It, it might be some variation we'll of that more that. respectable, no. but I don't remember it sticking out as bad. I mean, the two worst soundtracks could be that and Scarface, so I'm not sure. Next topic, which my first question is, does it deserve to be a topic? Top ten gangster Gangsters. films. Well, yeah, we'll get to, it a great to be genre. a topic when we get to the next one. But, uh, yeah, I'd say gangster. I'd say gangster flick deserves to be a topic because um, they kind of widened it up a little bit. They put Pulp Fiction in here. It's kind of a gangster flick, like, I think yep. some of the best movies are gangster movies based on like the criteria they obviously use for this. So gangster in the the general perspective is organized crime movie. Yeah. Is that the idea? Like Bonnie and Clyde. Like that's I don't remember anything about that being completely organized crime gangster ish. No, they're more like just it's criminals. just yeah. There's rebels, and, and I don't know what white heat is, but I apparently made the list. It's a great, great screenshot right there, whatever it is. Some more old ones in here for you, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Public Enemy, you know, I, Little I, Caesar. I love that we, Casino, Casino does not get the nod, but Little Caesar does. Who's seen Little Caesar? I have not. Yeah. Well, anybody for, born before 1931, maybe. <laughs> it is old movie. I do respect the number one choice. I really you gotta go for it. think that that... Yeah, I think that is the best choice. Godfather, Godfather number one. Godfather, Godfather yeah. two made number three. Is a close second as, as far as I'm concerned. I think Goodfellas should be blown both. Yeah, I think Goodfellas really? should be number three. But I think Goodfellas should be number three. I love Goodfellas. Yeah, Goodfellas is good. A surprise, no untouchables. I know G or Little on the fence. Yeah, I, it's one of the movies that I'm just I'm shocked I bought. I, it was one of those. Oh look, there's Untouchables for eight bucks. Buying yeah. it. Uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs could have made the list. I think. Good point. But I think Pulp Fiction kinda, kinda. probably took all the votes. 
Uh, Donnie Brasco wasn't on there. I thought that was pretty good. And Miller's Crossing was pretty good that I didn't think got enough on there. Not that I think this should be up there, but do you think they included movies like, is like Blow a movie that would make it up here, like drug traffic movies? Do you think that's kind of something that could have made it up here? or I don't think so. Gotcha. Yeah, Bonnie and Clyde made I it, think for the more confuse me, but I don't think Blow belongs. Yeah, I think that's more just the fact they were holding Tommy Guns puts them in the category. It's like, oh, the classic gangster, you know? Oh, which just shocked me. Dick Tracy is not on this list. Come on. Come on, AFI. Let's go. <laughs> Alright, so the next topic is uh, courtroom drama. Thank God they put this topic up because there are so many fantastic courtroom dramas that we don't need a comedy one or anything like that. We need courtroom drama. I must... With the way TV is nowadays, I'm not shocked that this is a topic. That's a good point. You're watching some fake judge or watching some fake lawyer show. Oh, yeah. It's... I don't know what it is. It's, uh... It's... It's sort of like measuring society's rules over and over again per episode. Uh, let's, uh, well, I guess we're not talking to you. Let's talk the movies. Talk the movies. Number <laughs> one, to kill a mockingbird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one, to kill a mockingbird movie I haven't seen. Great. Anybody? I've seen it. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Number one, My solid? Mm, unfortunately, probably, yeah, just for critical acclaim and all that. Yeah, 1963 movie. Yeah. I th- I, my favorite's A Few Good Men, but I like it for the comedy more than the uh, courtroom. You're a lousy fucking softball player. That's my favorite line in the entire movie. What, no. The verdict is very good. Yeah, another yeah. Paul Newman movie we brought yeah. up before. Kramer versus Kramer, I don't know. It didn't seem like it was that much of a courtroom drama. There was a court scene in it, but most of it was about Dustin Hoffman coping as single dad Twelve Angry and why Men's he deserves the kid. Like I, I always thought. I haven't seen that one. It's wow! You, it's on your list though. You're getting to it soon, right? Aren't you? Like on your um, uh, 250 see, it list. If one of them have seen oh, it, and yeah, it doesn't make the right, list. That's right. All three of us. Yep. Yeah. See, it was on the list at 23rd, but somebody had seen it. So this, I didn't. yeah, you need to see this movie. I would put go, seal of approval on 12 Angry Men. It's uh it's really cool, and you can sort of delve deeper into it after you watch it once. It's like the way they do the camera work, they just get closer and closer and closer to the end of the movie, to everybody's face, and it's it's awesome. Gotcha. Um, anyhow. couple uh, that I thought should have made it, or was surprised didn't make it. Philadelphia, I was surprised didn't make it. And, and then uh, one that I like that I was hoping would make it was uh, Primal Fear. I always liked that movie. That's actually a really good call. I hadn't thought of that, but that's, that, that, that's a really great courtroom drama. When you said Primal Fear, the first thing I thought of was Cape Fear, and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'm like... <laughs> hey, um, we should uh, we should put this link up on the uh, Gunga Pit, and and, uh, and that way people can see all these movies while we're talking about them. <laughs> I've said that like three times. Are you on the show with uh, me? I just or don't no? pay attention to anything you say. <laughs> um, two, the two things I want to discuss. One, Judgment and Nuremberg made it, which I've discussed before. Everyone go see it. Great movie. Uh, I actually was curious on how long it was. Yeah, 190 minutes. So uh, have a have lunch before you before you catch that movie. Uh, In Cold Blood, which is the Truman Capote book, which they've also like I haven't seen this movie. I've seen the Philip Seymour Hoffman portraying Truman when he was writing it and talking to a, um, which is another. I don't know about that movie, but uh, didn't two of them come out at the same time too? Wasn't there another one like the next year for Capote? I don't know, actually. It's a possibility. I want to say there was. Anyway, um, continue. Any, uh, I really didn't have much to say other than that and how I should probably see this movie because the, the story keeps coming up over and over. And uh, Not that 
uh, Hollywood has the greatest ideas that they regurgitate. But maybe I should see this movie. It is considered like the great American true crime novel. So yeah, yeah. Have you have you read it, Jeff? No, or? no, no. no. Any, uh, any others? Are we moving on to our last topic? Epic. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with an epic being a topic, but I must really have the wrong idea of what an epic film it's a is. Long the movie. first thing I think, a long movie, is that it? Because it's either that. I thought it was, you know, any any movie that pretty much had like four thousand people on camera at once or something was my Speaking criteria. Of, yeah, like, that's a really good point. Where is um, Gandhi on here? It's not on here. It's yeah, that's, it was on the ballot. I did notice that. Um, so number one, Lawrence of Arabia fits my fits my criteria. Um, a movie I haven't seen. It was like I just remember it's it was really long. Yeah, I just remember it was one of those movies back in the VHS days that had the double tape. Like, oh, I'm yeah. not, I'm not watching like, that movie. I have to take the tape out and put in a new tape. Whatever. Yeah, when we watched that for our list, uh, a couple of my or one of my buddies fell asleep during it. <laughs> nice, great cinematography. That's that's what I've heard it's, about yeah. it too. Like, you see it on like the big screen, and you'll be blown away by like the shots of the desert and stuff like that. But yeah, two hundred twenty-two minutes. Heads up. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost four hours. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess getting back to my point, Titanic. How is this an epic movie again? Is it just because it's an epic movie? Is that? I th- yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's gross. The most money. It's epic. No, I think it's more of the subject matter. Just it's a big event that is happening. Therefore, it's epic. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't like it. No, uh, it's. I'm sure it deserves some place on one of these lists because it's made a billion dollars, and uh, it did when it came out. It was uh, had the most awards too, right? Pretty sure. Yeah, Beat Bender, yeah. another epic. All right, yeah. so I just and looked ep- up. Uh, I looked up epic, and uh, <laughs> on what like dictionary.com or something? No. Uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. Wikipedia. Uh, of unusually great size or extent, heroic, majestic, impressively great, and then there are the uh, things that refer to epic poetry. Um, gotcha. So, Ten Commandments sneaks in at number ten. Funny. Fitting. Yeah. <laughs> How many jokes can we make about that? Let's see. Yeah. Um, good movie though. Good movie. Yeah. Good. I just, uh, fond memories of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan, which is I don't know my favorite on the list. Yeah. Yeah. You, you saw just, Titanic's yeah. on there, right? Yeah, actually, you guys probably will laugh at this, but actually, I think Titanic may be number one. What? Yeah. Based, what do you mean? Well, I'm seeing the list. It's not list number one. Out there, no, right? I'm saying that I think it should be higher. Wow. Above? I think I think it just appeals to everyone. It's got a little bit of something for everybody. It's got the romance. It's got the, you know the sadness. It's got the action for the guys. So, I don't know. It's just appeal. As far as, like, it's just an overall movie... I think it should be really high. So you're saying it should be number one because it's a hodgepodge of things in a movie? I'm saying <laughs> it should be higher, yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe we should um, get some... I'm, we, just, I'm just giving you shit. I have no problem like romantic comedies to, uh, to chime in on this podcast a little more often so it could be number one. I I, uh, I have no problem with Titanic being on a list. Number one, I don't know. Like <laughs> I have Schindler's, no problem with Titanic Schindler's being on a list. <laughs> Take it off. Um, we have Schindler's List on here, uh, Gone with the Wind, 
I don't know. Like, I haven't I don't, seen that one. I don't know if Titanic is. Oh, never mind. I'm done talking about Titanic. <laughs> uh, Saving Private Ryan. That's your. That you claim this is your like favorite favorite war movie in general, isn't it, James? Yeah, I think it's this probably is mine too. in my favorite movies. This is probably in my top five. Gotcha. It's, it's it, yeah top. Five. Wow. Top yeah, five. I really like this. movie. That's intense. Yeah, Raiders, Saving Private Ryan, round it out with a few more, and that's probably my top five. <laughs> and then Damn. three other ones, Damn. and that's it. That's fine. Yeah, it's it's hard, man. I I, don't, I I definitely cannot identify my top five, I don't think. That should be our next um, episode, Gun to Your Head Top Five Movies. Damn. That's it's it's possible. I could do it. Anyhow. But I love lists, so. Yeah, we've we've cooked through we've cooked through our uh ten Greatest films in the ten classic genres: animation, romantic comedy, western, sports, mystery, fantasy, sci-fi, gangster, courtroom drama, and epic. And again, we will. I was kind of surprised a couple didn't make epic, like Forrest Gump and Braveheart. But is it, oh. I, I didn't think Reds was considered all that epic. I thought it was just a political drama. Well, if Jeff would read us back the the de- de- definition, <laughs> I've never seen it, so I guess I can't really yeah. speak to it, but. Um, anyhow, so we have to have to move on. Uh, those are our comments, and uh, we'll we'll have more opinions on the on the forums. I'm sure and we're really interested. If you guys have anything to bring up about this list, too, uh, feel free to post about it. Um, it'll the in the episode comments, please. Anyhow, we have to catch up on something we've missed for a while. It's been up on the forums for a long time, and this is the Parker Posey that we've had up for I think three weeks now just because we uh, yeah. we put up a special one for the Christmas uh, Christmas episode but we only did that in the episode so it was not brought to the forums uh, the question was James's and he uh, he said what is your favorite and or best weapon used in a movie um, and he had a little caveat, uh, caveat to it it should not be um, it had to be something worn or wielded no superpowers bombs booby traps vehicles or death stars uh, my favorite answer was death star yeah. by <laughs> death star <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh man, uh, James. What were your uh, opinions? I'll give you first shot at it. Um, first of all, I liked all the responses. I thought people came up with some cool stuff, so that was neat. Um, I thought there'd be more, but you know, it's not, well, you had to deal with the holidays. Everybody, like busy, the whole man. people are busy. Yeah, the traffic on the forums was all. all so so then I blame myself for unveiling the question at a bad time. Yeah, that you yeah. can. Be I should use one of my risk. Really stupid. Yeah. Really dumb. I should have used the riskier one, so I had an excuse. Um, I liked, actually, Jeff. I liked your comment of the boomstick. I was waiting for someone to mention that one. <laughs> it's funny. I actually I ran into uh, ran into our our participant uh, Jarv at the uh, restaurant at which he works part time, and uh, and he had mentioned that he saw it and had beaten him to the punch, but not by much. Like he was getting ready yeah. to post that up there. Yeah, when I mentioned the uh, or when I thought of the topic, that was one of the first ones I thought of. That and uh, Excalibur. I'm surprised no one. Yeah, Excalibur didn't come up. That's a very good point. Talk about a weapon that's in like five thousand different films. Yeah, exactly. And then a cool weapon. Yeah, it. one of those you know imbued with whatever kind of authority. It's sort of like the ring, you know. Like as you pick this up, you become a different person. Period. You're right. Yeah. It's just like, and I like its role in uh, um, Holy Grail, Man in Python. Nice. When he's yeah. talking about the uh, the watery mating. Distributing swords is no way to run. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, and then one other note is I actually like Katie and Dave's uh, mention of the Joker. The really long gone. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with just the pick uh, a quick one was the out of the box thinking of Chrissy 13's bucket of water thrown on Dorothy. Not a very good weapon, but I do like it's it's a good one. It's a very out of the box. Never saw it coming. I can't believe it actually came up choice. And I, I'm, I'm you're right. It up. 
I like it. Yeah, I like yeah, it. definitely a good call. Always like those outside the box. Uh, way better than picking um, both of uh, the bad guy in No Country for Old Men's Weapons, Josh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dean, way to go. Was that? You have any other comments on that, Jeff? Any other comments on the the picks? Just that I was absolutely right when I said lightsaber. I do like, yeah, it was a good thing. I expected that one. I expected a, a Han Solo blaster, maybe, or a Chewbacca crossbow, but none of that came up. Though, to support my choice of uh, the gun and sympathy for uh, Lady Vengeance is Jarv picks the hammer from Old Boy, <laughs> which James... So, two, two uh, Chan Wu Park movies, and uh, yeah, both great weapons, and James, you're going to have to see that movie with me soon. So, by the way, be prepared for the hammer. It's just a regular Justin hammer. Uh, it's the only yeah, thing that I think makes hammer. it not that odd. Like, <laughs> that scene's amazing, but it's just a regular hammer, and the guy just beats it. Yeah, his point is, yeah, yeah, his point is, uh, Jar's point was that not, it is a regular hammer, but he just does some destruction with it, so he gets some, some extra bonus. So it's like picking the, the knife that uh, Michael Madsen uses in Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, sort of mm. like that. Yeah, yeah, pretty close to that. Although you'd have to yeah. add like another two-minute scene where he kills like fifty people. After that. <laughs> <laughs> Just the most brutal scene ever. <laughs> oh, anyhow, uh, so we have uh, done justice and put to rest the weapon, Parker Posey from James, and now it's the time to move on to our next one. And uh, Jeff's got it for us. All right, this is uh, as as is my custom these days. It seems like uh, relatively. Uh, Relatively narrow one, but I think the answers that we get are going to be good. So think hard, and let's let's give us some good answers on this one. Uh, I want from you guys a non-comic book superhero or supervillain. And when I say that, uh, when I say superhero or supervillain, I mean anyone that exists in a normal world that has extraordinary powers. Like, uh, if you wanted to pick Gozer from Ghostbusters, you could. That'd be a bad answer, I think, but, uh, like, that, that's, that's a, that, you know, it, it fits the, uh, the confines. Pick somebody so sh- with a superpower that's not from a comic. Right. That's pretty much the... Right. But, like, uh, like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings doesn't work, because that's not, like, a, like, that's not the normal world. Like, he's a wizard in a world full of wizards. Like, that doesn't... Right. Uh, yeah, I understand. Gotcha. Huh. And my pick okay. for that is going to be, and I, I don't know why this, this just stuck in my head, and I, and I had to say it. It's a uh, Frozone from The Incredibles, Samuel L. Jackson's awesome character that what? shows up at the end. I, I think he's All hilarious. Right. Okay, I'm, I'm definitely confused on the question then. So I can pick somebody that has a superpower, but and it's also possible to pick somebody that has a superpower that other people have superpowers in the same movie. Right. Right. Yeah, it's just like but on it can't Earth. Be we'll say. It's got to be on Earth. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm not looking right. for so fantastic. Okay. Frozone's great because why? I, I just I, I'm a huge Samuel L. Jackson fan. <laughs> and he ended up in a, how many how many cartoons has Samuel L. ended up with? Although I think his voice is in uh, um, Venture Brothers. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure Samuel. It is too. He does some for sure. Uh, I'm having troubles with this. Ja, ja, or James, do you have one? Um, I can't think of a good one. I've got an answer, and it'll fit right alongside Jeff's. Um, I'll have to say, God, I feel like I should come up with a better one, but uh, I'll go with uh, Samuel L. Jackson in Unbreakable. Ah, good one. Hmm. So now i got to come up with a Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> James, spend like ten minutes describing your answer. I need like a few, few seconds here. <laughs> Well, he actually plays a villain, so I'll give myself an extra bonus point for that. And uh, he he plays the the very destructible 
um, counterpart to Bruce Willis's indestructible person. So what's his name like, Mister Glass or something like that? I don't remember what his name is. I've only seen that movie a couple times. His name, but I remember his name's something him. normal. It's just in the end, he sort of says like, "Oh, I didn't realize I was your your arch enemy until the kids started calling me Mister Glass." Right, right, like yeah. The, like a, gotcha. But I don't really know what his na- what Bruce Willis's name was supposed to be. Like, is it supposed to be Mister Unbreakable or something? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So you're talking. I that means you have an answer then. No, I don't actually. Um, I do have more questions about the question. Okay. Can I keep Fire doing away. that? <laughs> um, so so we can do things on Earth, but you're not looking for something like Fantastic Four because that's on Earth. But that's, that's comic book. No comic people, book. That's from a comic book. All right. So the two rules are: what I'm not looking for be is a wizard. Just like let's just go with no wizards. <laughs> yeah, and they have to be different than the people that they live with, right. basically. What about like, what about his pick? He picked Frozone. Everybody has superpowers in that movie. Just the superheroes. Okay, all right. Which is all right. Fine, fine. Just all the main I characters, pick. but it's like you know, it's like a world with yeah. superheroes. Yeah, I'm I'm choking bad. Come on, I'm just break down and bad. pick Hancock. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting <laughs> for somebody to bust out and pick Hancock. <laughs> the, the movie, yeah, the the movie I haven't seen that everybody everybody loves to see. Mm. How about so just just out of curiosity? Pick, yeah, like we could use Firestarter from the Firestarter Absolutely. movie because she's different. Okay. Oh, you superior. know, I would like no, to, I'd like to say a, that that's not a great answer because she's not really a hero or a villain. She's just kind of somebody that starts fires. She's gotcha. got a power. Can I pick? Yeah, I'm looking for a hero or a villain. I think. All right, I have an answer. It probably <laughs> it's isn't your criteria, time. and it's probably it's probably not even. <laughs> It doesn't fit. Period. But I'm gonna I'm gonna argue it to the bitter end. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter, superior intellect is his superpower. I win. Hannibal Lecter wins. Oh my God, I gave you three minutes, and that was the best you could come up with. You you brought Frozone, and you yeah, had it Frozone, for like a week. awesome. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? It's hilarious. Oh my God. Yeah, he's in it for like three minutes. Yeah, I know. That's all he needed. So wait, Hannibal Lecter. So you're telling me Hannibal Lecter did not have a? He's good. No, he's unique, he's, a, he's a super villain. He's 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 uh he had superhuman intellect. That's see, wonderful. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jeff did too, with about five sentences of sarcasm right there. Oh, uh, that's that's my answer. I'm take I'm taking it to the grave with me. Anyhow. Um, oh. for those that, that, for well, those listeners, you gotta you gotta be able to beat Greg and vindicate me. Make this doesn't make this so it doesn't seem like as bad of a question as it clearly is because Greg couldn't come up with one answer for it. <laughs> the question is confusing as hell. I'm gonna spend three paragraphs describing it. It's for pretty the, easy. For the... I'm looking for a superhero or supervillain that's not based on a comic book. No wizards. That also is on Earth. No but wizards. No wizards. And. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, uh, for those for those that need ref- uh, refreshment, a refreshing uh, <laughs> taste of ideas, you guys can go to the you guys can go to the forums and uh, put an answer in on the Parker Posey play along thread. It will be there for you to comment about how great my answer is, and we can argue about Jeff's question later on. Um, that is all the time we have for this episode. Thanks, Jeff, for the terrible Parker Posey. <laughs> I don't even know why I get on here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah, thanks, uh, James, Jeff, again, uh, for your input, per usual. Oh, you're very it was welcome. Somewhat entertaining. Oh, and we're all, we're, all happy to be, we're all happy to be back here entertaining you guys. I'm the Susan Sarandon. 2009. House movie hour. Seriously, Take care, everybody. Three weeks to put this together, and this is what we came up with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see ya.